less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Deep dive. Martin, why don't you uh, tell all of our listeners in New York what you think about their their uh, big city? Well, first of all, shout out to Chris Yohi. I got a text from you this morning. He read a book about how to manage accounts receivable, which we had Jane uh, from New Zealand, yeah. who has called Getting Paid, and he says it's made a tremendous difference. So there you go. Read from a book. New York City. He's in New York. Well, he's in the Bronx, okay, which is New York City, I think, right? Yeah, one yeah. of the bros. Um, but my daughter graduated from law school in New York last Thursday, so we went up there and walked 22 miles, according to my little thing on my wrist, and uh, mostly around Brooklyn. We went to Manhattan, but mostly around Brooklyn, which is pretty cool nowadays. It is uh, pretty cool. And I think I was telling you, as I walked around, I realized I'm at least double the age, age, age <laughs> of the people I saw walking around. But the other thing was, during the week, there were people out on the street, shorts and t-shirts, and and my Do first thing. old guy thing is like, what the hell do these people do for a living? <laughs> and then I walked past the many, many coffee shops and little bistro deals, and they're sitting out on the sidewalk with their AirPods in, talking, you know, doing remote work for somebody. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It looks like it's a pretty cool place to live. You've been around there a bunch, right? I have. Um, my dad lived there for a couple of years. In Brooklyn? Uh, he lived in Brooklyn, oh, yeah. And so I got to go. I was I was a kid. Uh, I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, so I'd go and visit him and spend time up there. And then I've I've gone a couple of different times um, just visiting friends and stuff like that. It's a cool city. Uh, very different from Oklahoma, but really different from a lot of the country. We've got a big building. <laughs> we do. 80 stories, it? or is it 50 st- It's 800 feet, whatever that is. Yeah, I don't know, a Devon Tower. Yeah. It's it's pretty big. I've spent a lot of time up there recently in the Myriad Gardens and stuff. Um, usually, when everything's in bloom, it's extremely hot. Right. But here recently, it's been really cool, and so it was. I went and walked through there with Powell and Mila, and it's a good time. Really enjoy it. Scissor, have you seen the expansion in Scissortail Park? Well, I've been to Scissor Tail Park. What well, they're, they're just it's continuing to grow south uh, all the way to the river. Um, oh, on the other side of the interstate? Other side of the interstate, yeah. So like, no, I haven't. You know the big Scissor Tail that's over on right, 40? Right, that sculpture. Yeah, so that's in the middle of the park, and it goes all the way really? past and all the way to the river. You can walk over there, and there's cool stuff. No, they're expanding it right now. It's close to done, though. So, um, no, we'll have to go up and do that. It's amazing, yeah. And I think once it's. Once it's done, it's... It will rival Central Park. It won't rival Central Park. Yes, it will. You think so? Well, in my yeah. judgment, I'm The trees in Central Park are... Well, I know those trees will be old in about another 100 years. <laughs> or 50. I think uh, the gathering place in Tulsa I've is, never been there, but I've heard about it. Oh, man. By the river. In my opinion... Central Park's cool just because you it's an oasis, you know? Right. Like, it's such a contrast... But, man, Gathering Place is, is spectacular. I'll have to go. It's, it's absolutely worth making a trip to go spend a day there because that's how big it is. It's just it's massive, and then there's so many cool things to go see. And Yeah, I mean, they have, a, they have a sky garden, 
it's essentially where they took a bridge over the over not the interstate but Riverside Drive, pretty mm-hmm. big busy road, and it's this that there's a tunnel that you go in on Riverside Drive now, and above that tunnel it's just a huge garden. They've got massive trees and plants. Yeah, I got to go over there. It's a it's a spectacular. <laughs> Last time I went over to Tulsa, I took my bike, and they have trails to go miles and miles. We were at a soccer tournament, and I'm riding on the bike. Early in the morning it was fine, but later on there started to be walkers, and they would, hey buddy, get off the damn path. So I got off the path, got on the road, almost got hit by a truck, and it flipped me off, and you hey, SOB, there's a damn path right over there. And I'm, I don't know, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Just stay alive. Tulsa. Man, well, we probably need to get focused here. And in, in the spirit of getting focused, we want to talk about focus a little yeah. bit. Um, I think that I was just talking about this yesterday at a group um, that I'm a part of, Council of Entrepreneurs, and we were talking about distraction and how easy it is to be distracted today with, I mean, not just in business, but just as a person. The amount of notifications you get on your phone, the amount of time you spend on a screen. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about how it used to be, you know, you're looking at MBA scores. Well, you look at the paper the next day and you get all the scores in a little write-up. You spend 10 minutes looking at it, you're done, you know. Um, you wanted to get an update on, we just had that shooting in Texas. You read the article the next morning in the paper and it gives you all the information. The next day you read the paper again, there's some updates. But now, you spend five hours getting the minute-by-minute minute update on Twitter and on news channels and all that stuff, and it's distracting. And I think that if you're gonna get focused in your business as a business owner, as a contractor, yes, there are things that you need to do as a business person, but there's also many things that you need to do as an individual to help you not be addicted to dopamine every minute of the day just checking your phone. And I think we see it with workers I mean, I, don't, I can't count how many times I've been at a restaurant where I'm waiting on my food or, you know, going through the line at Chipotle and person stops to check their phone and scroll really quick right. while they're making a burrito, you know, things like that. And uh, I think that we live in an age that is so um, distracted in nature that it, that's a big part of getting focused. Right. And that's a big part of the external focus, but the also the internal focus. Yeah as business owners. Uh, it's something I've had to deal with. It's been a common thread for the last few weeks. Just it's been the subject. And it's people deciding what it is I do in my job, in my work. You know, should I sell this? I have um, a new client who would recognize himself if he listens to this. <laughs> uh, he was a, uh, wanted to be a client a few years ago but we never actually wound up. We met a couple of times and didn't go any further. And then he called me probably two months ago and wanted to reconnect, which which we did, came back and he found himself in a hole that many contractors will uh, recognize of where you're having to have the deposit from the next job to finish the last job. Mm-hmm. And the people in the last job are getting kind of mad at you because why is this taking so long and you're making excuses and giving reasons but what it really is is you're waiting to sell that ne- the next job and you're always going to climb your way out of the hole. And just that's a spiral yeah. that I think a lot of people will recognize. And even if they're not in it, they fear it. Um, yeah. 
you know, you don't want to be one of these guys in the news where the contractor absconded with the money. That certainly happens. I don't think most of the people who do that are truly con men. They're just poor managers. Yeah. And so with this particular man, um, when I say contractor, he'd do anything. He's building the <laughs> houses, he'll do additions, putting in above ground swimming pools, putting in the below ground swimming pools. Just as a GC? Just as a GC, I mean, anything. Um, he, he would do anything uh, because his strength was being a salesman and he mm -hmm. could sell anybody anything. But his complexity, things would drag out for the normal reasons such as rain and so on. But um, he's somewhere along the line and, and also I'll revert a little bit and say that one of the main reasons is he didn't have good books so he didn't know you know, when yeah. you're looking at cash, I got to sell that next job to get a down payment so I can finish the last job. Uh, the priority there is getting the cash. It's not getting a job that finds a profit. And we can kind of yeah. talk about that as being a chronic. Real deal. quick, not to, I, I am cutting you off, but you said something where he could, he's really a salesman. He could sell anything. Right. And I think that is a huge point for people to think, oh, like I'm a good salesperson. But really, like a good salesperson doesn't sell anything, they sell one thing. Right. You know? Um, and if they can sell that one thing and, and, that's and boil a great it down, point. that will help focus. That's, that is focus. This yeah. is what we do. Exactly. But I, I think that's a big thing that people don't realize a lot of times is they think, oh, yeah, I can sell anything or this, this guy's great. He can sell anything. And that might be your problem is right. that they sell anything. No, they sell anything. And when you're in that phase, uh, listening contractor, you know, oh, it's easy money. I bid that with. 50 or 100% margin, you know, mm -hmm. I really, that's a good job, that's, man, that's easy money. Well, there is, everybody, if you've been around for a while, you've had a job somewhere yep. that you just go, wow, couldn't they all be like that? They pulled off on schedule, you got paid on time, you had a good margin, and it's really great. But there's no such thing as easy money, not, not yep. in reality. And just reverting back to this new client of mine, we talked about this. I said, complexity is wiping you out. Uh, he's, yep. he's underwater, okay? He, he got a source of money, so he does have some resources. He's not gonna go out of business if he manages things right. So we talked about uh, three things, but we can kind of describe them, uh, which I'll do. Things that are made by other companies that are assembled on the customer's site, right? Mm -hmm. So think of an above ground swimming pool. Sure. Okay. A lot different than a below ground swimming pool. Very different. Uh, think of pergolas, right, that are manufactured somewhere and you assemble them and put them together. Those jobs are manageable. Uh, the production of the actual product is done elsewhere. You get delivery, things like that. We agreed that's what he was going to do. I so, was I, really quick. I was talking about this yesterday, but you know, those play sets. Uh huh. Uh, that's another example. Where oh, they, that's a great example. Play, but you want to talk about manageable? Right. On the, on well, the not for I was, me, for somebody else. I was else reading the reviews right. <laughs> on one of them. It said, there's some really hilarious ones, but one of them more or less said, this took three adults two weeks to assemble <laughs> in the backyard. And if I'd hired the right guy, it'd take an hour and a half. Maybe. Right? I, yeah, no, I, I know. I still, uh, well, then that the way that I was in this group and the uh, pool builder has some crews and it was, you know, rainy outside. And he, so he said, hey. I'm gonna pay these guys to assemble mine in my backyard. Well, it took his his two crews, and this is I think like six guys, uh, two crews of three, two days to assemble. Well, 
if they did another one just like it, then they would be about four hours. Exactly. Yeah. But it, that's exactly what he's he's doing. So he's he's wanting to do these kind of landed things and assemble them uh, for customers. And that's what you guys agreed to. Right. Well, he agreed to that. But the last time he came in, he started telling me about this great project he had. And it was partly that, but it also included an in-ground swimming pool. <laughs> and I said, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, no, man, I got a guy, he can come and do it. I go, no, as soon as you scrape the grass off and penetrate the earth, you have introduced complexity. There can mm-hmm. be, and there is, rock down there. There's a sewer pipe. There's the uh, natural gas line Sprinkler that goes through there. Lines. You know, sprinklers and, you, and cave-ins. Okay. You get it dug, and then it, then it rains, and it all caves in after you have the rebar. I said, no, you, you just immediately violated it. And the point being that we'd agreed on focus, but he immediately, I, I think more than anything, he didn't recognize our definition of what mm-hmm. we were going to focus on. But if you focus on something that you can do and you do well, you get the compound effect, like you said, yep. of took skilled guys two days to put it together. They did another one just like it, it would take them a day. If they did another one just like that, they could do two a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, rec- everybody yep. knows what we're talking about on that. And so focus on what you do uh, is, is, the, is the major. Yeah. Cash is probably the major killer of businesses, mm-hmm. biggest killer. Why are we short of cash? There are lots of reasons for that. But second to cash is focus, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do too much, trying to be everything to everybody. And it, it's worth defining what it is you do and getting really good at it and passing on the easy money jobs that never work out that way. So in your neck of the woods, what does focus mean in marketing? Yeah, uh, it's so important because a lot of times we're just working with a client who says, I mean, it's very similar to what you were just mentioning. Um, And we asked them, who's your target audience? Said, well, honestly, I can work with anybody. You know, anybody that has money, (laughs) you know, and it's like, well, you're effectively reaching nobody by targeting everybody. Uh, And, you know, unless you're the major corporations of the world, like Coca-Cola, for example, sure you are. But even they know exactly who they're targeting. They have it very, very defined and any everything from their pricing to the advertisements they run and the creative that they make for their commercials and ads to the way that they place their products, everything is targeting a very specific person. You'll find them more prominently in certain stores versus other stores because of the type of people that shop at those stores and you know, all, all those kinds of things uh, are very, very detailed, even at the massive corporation that actually could target everybody. But in, in marketing, if, if you don't have a focus of, hey, this is exactly what I wanna sell and this is who exactly I want to sell it to. And it's pretty hard to come up with who you want to sell it to if you don't know what you're selling. It's very, very difficult. And you'd be surprised. I mean, it's all product market fit, right? right. Do I, am I selling a product that the market wants, that they have the money to buy, and that they need, and that they have a pain point for, or an opportunity that is just so exceptional? Um, you know, that's, that's really one of the most important things is just have it knowing what you're selling very very well and when you know what you're selling very well you can build systems and processes around it when you don't really know like what you're selling like 
the above ground pool versus the in ground pool, right. it just becomes so complex for you as a business owner to try to manage that and as an operator to try to deliver on it in a reasonable time at a reasonable quality with reasonable service, all that kind of stuff. So fo- focus is tremendously huge. Um, I want to go back to your point of this pool guy. How much? Actually, he's not a pool. Oh, guy. sorry. <laughs> and, that, and that's the problem. But anyway, that is go ahead. the problem. Uh, this GC. How hard could it be, right? Yeah, the GC of all things. Um, how much do you think of his inability to focus and to take that next job that isn't what you guys agreed to? How much do you? How big of a role do you think delayed gratification plays in that? Well, in his case, it's permanently delayed gratification. <laughs> but like, well, you have to get feedback mm-hmm. on things that you do, and so you have to learn to. Um, it can't all be money coming back, but to see progress, to see order, is you have to reckon, begin to recognize that 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 is 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 feedback. Um, I don't know who said it. It's been said many times, but I've read it recently. You know, it, it, there, there is no finish line. Bill Gates said that mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. He was driving a Ferrari and some guy interviewed him. He said, when, you know, when's enough enough? And he goes, there's no finish line. And, be, and because of that, meaning that whatever goals you set, as soon as you get there, you set another one. Mm-hmm. I know it was Sean Aker and the happiness uh, advantage. It's, it, you have to learn to love the process because the process is all you ever have. Doesn't mean that you don't cross some point, money or physical point or job completion, but you have to learn to love the process. And if you are not stressed by lack of cash and customers calling you, you can actually do that. Um, Enjoy the project. If you see increasing systems and that there's less downtime and fewer mistakes as what you're after, Mm -hmm. you have a chance of achieving that. Yeah. see success, whether that's money or however you measure that as some goal you've got, you can hit a goal, but you'll immediately change the goal, immediately. So it's a, uh, feed, feedback is everything, and, and the enemy of feedback, I'm sure I've said it on here before, I know I talk to my clients all the time about it, is static in your head. What right? do you mean? They're static electricity. just. You got cash problems. You got to call that customer back. The supplier's yeah. not here. I've got to figure out how to make this stuff in time. I have a client who uh, who got just he, he bought a machine. He sold three of the biggest jobs he's ever sold. He needed a specific type of machine, CNC machine, to build the jobs. He bought it. He paid. Well, he didn't pay for the whole thing, but he paid money down. Mm-hmm. Uh, them agree to hold it until June first, which is is like four days from now. He until they got this place ready for it to put it. And went, he was ahead of time, went back two weeks ago to pick it up and they sold it. it not available. So there's some major league static electric. How am I gonna do this job? And yeah. we don't know the answer to that yet. We're working on it. But that ability to not have those crises, that's static electricity. Now that's lightning storm static in yeah. his case, but just all these things rattling around in your head if, when you begin to get organized, that's when recognize that as feedback. Yeah. That I'm I actually slept all night last night. Um, I actually have a way to scan 
uh, how I'm doing, and everything seems to be pretty well under control. Yeah, that is so. To answer your question, yeah, it's all about feedback. Tells otherwise you don't. You're just wandering rudderless ship. Yeah. Well, I'll go back to the delayed gratification, but you know, there's the you know line from the Bible uh, to the one who has more will be given. Uh, parable of the talents. Right. And I think the same thing is true with what you're mentioning, the static and the distractions and stress, right. anxiety, uh, worry, concern. When you have that stuff, it only you only get more of it. And whenever you have focus, you only get more of it. And it just they, they compound on themselves just like learning how to do that job. Whenever you're in that state of stress, you have lapses of judgment. Whenever you are behind on work, you get behind in other work. Right. You know, and it just it compounds and compounds. Well, back to the general contractor, I've had a number of people over the years who are in that got to get a deposit so I can finish the last job. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of our listeners have been there. And one of the things because of the stress is you'll actually sell that next job for a little less to get the cash instead of telling exactly. them, nope. You get a cheaper bid, take it. I don't do, you know, I've got to charge enough to take care of you and that's not enough. So it's it's a related topic, but what I tell clients when they're working their way out of that, I've had clients get out of that. I've been there myself. I, my I, would, I would venture to say that you're in the minority if you've never been If there. you've never been there. Especially if you've started from right. nothing. You know, you've had to do that at some point, probably just to, that's what the nature is. Well, for most and people. to give them something to focus on. Yeah. Um, as how am I doing? People have asked me on some of my companies that we started from scratch, how did you do it? And my honest answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was day to day. Exactly. It was, well, we, somehow we did it. I, uh, I delayed a lot of things in my life because I wasn't sure I was going to get a paycheck. Let's just say didn't buy some rental properties that I could have bought. Sure. Because I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to get a paycheck. You know how many paychecks I've missed in 48 years of business? Maybe one. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Right? But so I don't know how we did it. But here's what I know. If you're in that loop, the thing to focus on is you have to make money and you have to know it. So your profit and loss needs to show that I'm making money. Mm-hmm even though it won't feel like it because you're still scrambling for cash. Right. But as long as the profit loss shows that you're making money, the the deficit, the, the amount behind will eventually go away. I can't tell somebody listening um, exactly how it will happen for them. But if you're making money, it'll go away. You say, well, how am I supposed to go out and make money when I'm in such a desperate, desperate situation of needing cash to pay the finish the last job well my response to that is well how else are you going to do it (laughs) you can't do it by taking jobs at a loss or with very small margins you can't do it so you have to decide to focus on I'm going to make money and I'm going to have financial records so that I can see that I am even while it doesn't feel like it because that is the way out anything else will not get you out and you might as well quit you might as well I mean go broke take your lumps have a good story. Yep. Don't kill yourself because almost everybody's, well, most people I know have gone broke at some time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story about a guy in uh, Texas. I don't remember which oil man he was, but he said, first time I went broke, everybody knew it. Second time I went broke, 
just me and my banker knew it. Third time I went broke, only I knew it. <laughs> but anyway, implying that he made his way out. Yeah. So anyway, that focus, we've talked about focus in a lot of areas here. You know, marketing, mm -hmm. focus, uh, if you don't know what you're selling, you can't know who you're selling it to. And of course, as you've said many times, the most important question in marketing, marketing is who am I talking to? Yeah. Talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Yeah. Uh, you've got focus in production. What do we sell that we can do well that the guys don't yeah. have to relearn how to do? We sell assembled playground equipment. <laughs> oh, great, I found this model. No, we sell this one and this one <laughs> because we put them together 100 times and we can do it in a day. Yeah. Right. Therefore, maybe even might be a little less expensive because you can do it really efficient. Yep. So you got uh, focus in marketing. You got focusing on production. What it is that I do, and it's well defined, and everybody in the company knows it. Uh, side story, real quickly. I heard the president of Ditchwich talk at a meeting, and he was defining how. I guess they kind of were getting in some trouble a number of years ago. Not they, not fear of going out, but just kind of declining. Yeah. And they redefined what they do. He said, we make equipment to put utilities underground. That's what we do. So all the ideas that were coming in about vibratory shakers for seismic and all these things that they could build, he said, we don't do that. And then they just took off. Now, they also make those electronic things that locate wires, which is a little bit different than trenchers and right boring machines but that you have people to think have, of. but it's all part of it yeah and he made that clear we make equipment to put utilities underground yep boom and that's so so simple and but you know how much time it probably took them to come up with that sentence oh how much engineer yeah they had to have all hands yeah. meetings and yeah you and, know and finally the boss stood up and whoever contributed and said this is what we did yep don't bring me your ideas about these other things they're brilliant you know could be fun we know nothing about that. Yep. It's not easy money. This is what we And they do. have that litmus test. Whenever so, they're coming up with that idea, they're developing something, they ask the question, does this help us yeah. do our one thing? Yeah. You know, um, Funny story about Ditchwich that I think people would like. Uh, one of my professors at OBU, uh, Oklahoma Baptist University, there, was, there used to be a lot of Brazilian soccer players. That's where I played soccer. Um, that went to school there. And... A uh, professor had a student from Brazil who um, dad was in construction in Brazil and um, was familiar with equipment and machine, machinery and ditch which uh, wasn't really in Brazil. It was, but it was just so expensive because the import tax was, I mean, you're paying four times the price right. to be able to get the ditch witch. Um, and so he was in Shawnee, Oklahoma, and there's a dealership for ditch witch there. And he looked at the price tag and he was like, man, it's just so affordable, like comparative to Brazil. And he's like, I've got to find a way. And so he went and financed three ditch witch machines and he um, read the manual front to back and disassembled all three machines wow. to where they were parts. And he shipped, shipped, the, the, parts shipped the parts home and he bought a ticket home. He was at the, you know, the duties whenever he, they landed and took him through and paid like next to nothing import tax and then spent like three months reassembling, reassembling wow. to a T and then he sold them there. And then he turned that into a business where he would hire guys 
to know exactly how to do that. And he, I mean, he became a dealer for Ditchwich later on and figured, like, I think did some lobbying to get the tax down and stuff like that. But my professor always told us that story. He went to OB, the kid went to OBU in the 90s and, um, yeah, took off with it. And an entrepreneur, but he took advantage of an opportunity. He did, he did. So anyways, that's my Ditchwich story. I want to um, go back to delayed gratification really quick because mm-hmm. I asked you that question. And it's something that I've thought a lot about. And I think, you know, the reason why you have people selling all things and not one thing, the reason why you have people with the inability to focus uh, and why we struggle to focus as business owners a lot of times is because we're looking for that gratification. I would think probably with this GC of all things that we've been talking about, maybe a pool builder, maybe not. Um, <laughs> I think probably for him, there's a little bit of delayed gratification and he's finding gr- gratification in the next sale. No, you're dead on. He, what he, to him, selling. Yeah. It, you know, when it, I'm sure there's an endorphin or whatever the chemical is. And on, hey, I made the sale, you know, now I got to go do it. Yeah. And honestly, for him, you know how many listeners right now need a really good salesperson? And I don't know that he's a really good salesperson if he is selling all things. But if he can sell the one thing, I mean, right. that might be a better option for him than running a business. Well, we'll find out next week when he comes back. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think... I had a salesman uh, for a contracting company. <laughs> he was pretty sour. He, I mean, he just kind of had a sour attitude. Mm-hmm. But he would go in. Uh, we sold sprinkler systems. Uh, this was the residential side, right? He'd go in and he goes, I don't care. He said, I win either way. If I sell it, we get the job. If we don't sell it, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I mean, he went in. That, that is really a... It wasn't a technique, it was real, but he went in and he goes, here it is. It's the best there is, you want it or not, you know? I, I sold some too, I, just a story in passing, a car dealer, um, big house pretty close over here. <laughs> I drew it all up, we designed everything. It was actually designed down to flow and everything. And uh, I took it in and showed it to the guy and he, he says, uh, well, is there any dicker on the sticker? He ran for <laughs> negotiations, I said, yes, sir. I said, I'll go as high as you want. And he just laughed and signed the contract. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's focused on what you do well. I'll go as high as well. you want. I'll go as high as you want. The car dealer, I think he appreciated that. Yeah. He just laughed and hit his knee and signed the deal. That's Had great. another guy standing in his garage, and he's leaning on a Mercedes, and I'm leaning on a Jaguar talking, and he's trying to get me down 300 bucks. And I, I would have done it because three, I mean, you know, and I just look, realized you're leaning on a Mercedes and I'm on a Jaguar. No. And yeah. he bought it too. But yeah. No, I'm not doing that. That's good. Well, I, I think with with the delayed gratification, like there's such value in patience and in waiting. I think that you can't have focus without those things. Yeah. And if, if you're willing to delay the gratification of getting the next sale or finishing the next job yeah. or whatever it is, that you will have so much more success I mean, you think about the things that are worthwhile in life, uh, that are milestones in your life, like getting married and having kids and, you know, everything like that. I mean, they, they all entail patience. Um, and it, it's so important to your journey as a business owner, having focus that you've got to be willing to endure hardship. You've got to be willing to sacrifice temporarily. We well, got to appreciate that. Yeah, that's kind of what we were saying at the beginning. 
it isn't the destination, it's the journey. You're the always journey. on the journey. Mm-hmm. You're never at the destination because if you reach what you thought was the destination before, you find out that's not it. Yeah, So exactly. You know, another way to say, folks, I thought about a quote I read the other day was, you know, simplify, right? That's one of the elements. And somebody like Thoreau, I don't remember the two <laughs> guys, one of them said, simplify, simplify. And the second guy goes, one simplify would have been enough. <laughs> <laughs> so simplify. That's good. Yeah. yeah simplify man. focus and and remember that the goal is I mean, we're getting back to the specifics of it, but the goal is not making a sale. The goal is turning cash into more cash for your mm-hmm. business. You can then use that cash that you have to for whatever other goals you want, you know, to give it to your people or to do good, um, drill water wells in Africa. But you gotta make it first. Yep. Absolutely. I think something that we, we talked about delayed gratification and, and patience and um, focus. And you, I've already mentioned that you've got to watch as an individual, like how you, your behaviors day to day are, you know, are, are you constantly looking at your phone on social media? Are your employees that way? Um, but Part of, part of all of that is also not comparing yourself, I think is a big part of focus. Like you may think that you need to sell something because your competitor's selling it or because they're going to go with the other guy who does that. And I think in the same way, you know, not delaying gratification and buying that next piece of equipment because you're comparing yourself to other people or what you don't have, what you do have. I think there has to be, in order to have that focus, there has to be a little bit of contentment with where you are and who you are and a knowledge of who you are and being okay with that. Uh, if you're if you're constantly looking for the next thing to satisfy this desire that you have or if you're constantly trying to beat out the competitor and match him and all these different things, you're not going to be able to focus. And there there's... A lot of it as an individual, as a business owner and a contractor, you have to be comfortable in your own skin and comfortable with where you are today and be willing to sacrifice so that you can have a better better opportunities, better business, better team, better equipment, whatever it is tomorrow. Um, so we can talk a lot about strategies and, and different things that allow you to focus, but I think at an individual level, you have to watch where you spend your time and what your habits and behaviors are on a day-to-day basis. Um, You have to delay gratification and you can't compare yourself. You have to be comfortable with where you are. I don't remember who said it. I'm good at remembering quotes. I don't always remember who said them. But uh, comparison robs the joy from life. And that's more on a personal nature, but it's the same thing. If you're trying to keep up with somebody, they're not you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody who's apparently doing well very possibly isn't. Oh, your your judgment and, is so flawed on yeah, everybody Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> the guy in the Porsche, it's leased, and they were threatened to take it back yep. last month. I mean, just all those, or maybe not, but that's not you. Yep. That's not you. So focus, you know, in all the areas, focusing in marketing, focusing in uh, leadership, which is having a vision. What are we doing with this company? Where are we going? Where's, what's the culture? Focus in... Uh, Production, which we're talking about having systems and processes, yep. and this is what we sell. We don't. We only sell these two sizes of playground equipment. We don't sell all of them. And then you need focus in the administrative, the four areas of business, 
and focusing in administrative areas, one thing is a dashboard so you know, am I making money? Yeah. You know, are, uh, am I doing all this and have and going further and further in the hole, or do I have a chance or even a probability, a probability or even a chance of making my way out? So focus is key, and you can tell when you're out of focus, when that status, out of, when you're not focusing. It's when that static electricity is just racing around in your head and can't keep up and you're stressed. Had a, a guy who's a client now when I first met, he said, uh, he said sales were up 57% over last year, just on the phone, hadn't even seen the guy. I said, that's great, you making any money? And he goes, have no idea. <laughs> I said, well, that's what we're after. We want to begin to focus on that. He said, well, you're right, and that's why I'm calling you. He said, I can go broke on the beach. Mm. So might as well go to the beach and go broke as go work your tail off and go, go broke. gloriously broke owing a couple of million dollars so that true. you'll never pay. So, so true. And yeah. when you're broke on the beach... You're definitely not stressed. Yeah. Well, you might be, but not about yeah, the same thing. Sleeping under the bridge, maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> but the point being, you can go broke without yep. putting all the effort in. Why put all the effort in and still go broke? Yeah, absolutely. Man, well, I've I've enjoyed talking about focus. Um, for me, I, I always think about a lot of the personal things, but there's absolutely things that matter. You know, focusing on the right numbers, focusing on the right market and product and service and you know, all those different things, but focus will get you far, not just in business, but in life as an individual. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting. Yes, sir. Hope that people found this helpful. Follow us, share this, and let us know what you want us to talk about. All with questions. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.